0: Well hello wrestling fans, I'm uh, Kevin And I'm Chris Uh, We are the uh, co-host of the uh, cross promo um, podcast, pro -pro wrestling podcast Sorry I'm at a um, a sad day, a sad week really in professional wrestling We had lost superstar Billy Graham at the age of 79 He had uh, passed away um, may 17th earlier on that day he had been battling a lot of uh, medical issues Uh, i've been trying to keep i've been keeping up with his story Uh, one of the pioneers pioneer wrestlers of uh, the late to mid to late 70s had um, legendary matches with one of them being with uh, American Dream Dusty Rhodes um, You know he started He debuted in 1970 In AWA and Vern Gagne's uh, AWA um, He got the name Superstar from Vern Gagne About five years later Joined up with uh, Vince McMahon Sr. And the Worldwide Wrestling Federation uh, then wrestled, you know, several times in Japan. Had a really good career. Became world-wide wrestling federation champion. Uh, he, of course, ended up losing the title to Bob Backlund after holding the title for 648 days in uh, 1978. Um... He did his fair share of color commentating, um, was following, like I said, I was following with the story earlier, uh, as much as I could, he, um, he was basically was put on life support and, uh, the doctors wanted to remove him from, uh, off of life support wife uh strongly was against it and uh it wasn't until today they um the wife agreed and uh sadly we 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 lost uh, a true uh, a true legend um superstar billy Graham, a hall of famer uh was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2004 uh, was an influence for many including um uh, to the likes of uh, Hulk Hogan and um, and Ric Flair as well. Uh, Ric Flair took to Twitter after uh, hearing about uh, Billy Graham's uh, superstar Billy Graham's uh, passing. Um, he made it. He made it the official announcement. Actually, quote: "The superstar Billy Graham just left us. Thank you for all your influence on my career." End quote. Um, like I said, was an influence to many and an influence to quite, quite a lot of wrestlers. Uh, so here at the cross promo wrestling podcast, uh, we commence our, uh, 10 bell salute for the late legendary hall of famer superstar, Billy Graham. Thank you and uh, Ref Let's get this going Ladies and gentlemen Boys and girls Welcome to the Cross Promo Wrestling Podcast The podcast that covers Everything in the world of professional wrestling Now making their way to the mics Your hosts, Kevin and Chris Newell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so another week of professional wrestling in the books. Got a lot to go over, a few surprises also later on in this episode. We're also going to be going over a few things as far as uh, in our main event. Going to talk about our favorite wrestlers, our top 10 list, if you will. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get busy and go ahead and go over the results for everything in the week of professional wrestling, starting with WWE. WWE! Alright, to get things kicked off for WWE, we go to the May 15th edition of Monday Night Raw taking place at the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Things got kicked off when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out to the ring to talk about everything that Roman Reigns said on Friday Night SmackDown about both he and Solo Sokoa going after Sami and Owens for their tag team championships at Night of Champions. Well, as they were continuing on, the Judgment Day came out and simply just said, whatever happens after... You and um, you guys and Solo and Reigns, you guys need to know that the line for those titles starts right here with us. They want first, they got first dibs. They wanted first dibs, at, whether now or after Night of Champions. So it then ended in a big, huge fight. And the
1: Judgment Day ended up escaping it, As
0: always, after Sammy comes in with a chair to save Owens. Um, then it started with the very first match of the night, and that was Shinsuke Nakamura against The Miz. And this match came about after Nakamura had made some suggestive comments about The Miz's manhood. Uh, match lasted... 8 minutes and 59 seconds with Shinsuke getting the win by pinfall against the Miz. Next match was for a battle royal for the number one contendership for the Intercontinental Championship at Night of Champions. And of course, Gunther was at ringside with Imperium and was there to study and watch these Quote-unquote so-called opponents of his uh, To see what they offer Now, it's a long list So bear with me here of who all was involved We had Ricochet, Bronson Reed Mustafa Ali Akira Tozawa Angel uh, Apollo Cruz Baron Corbin Cedric Alexander Chad Gable Otis, Dexter Loomis Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Eric, and Ivar, Humberto, J.D. McDonough, Johnny Gargano, Mace and Monsoor, Riddle, Matt Riddle, Riddick Moss, Shelton Benjamin, Vaughn Wagner, Zion Quinn, and those were the men that participated. This Battle Royal lasted for about 12 minutes, 32 seconds, with Mustafa Ali eliminating Bro- uh, Ricochet and Bronson Reed at, at the same time. Um, it was an interesting way to get the win, too. I mean, Bronson, uh, Bronson Reed was on the ropes on the apron, Ricochet trying to eliminate, and, and, then, and then Bronson Reed picked him up, and Mustafa Ali dropped kicks, the both of them, onto the floor. Uh, so Mustafa Ali, the number one contender to take on Gunther at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. so
1: be interesting to see what happens there.
0: Yeah, um, but I'm going to make an early prediction here. And I'm going to say uh, Gunther's going to come away retaining. Makes sense. And we'll come out with our predictions uh, later on this week. Our full set of predictions. Our full anyway. set of predictions, Correct. Okay, so the next uh, next up, we had Becky Lynch coming out, uh, speaking on um, the whole issue she had with Trish Stratus, and explaining, you know, she needed help taking on damage control, and no one seemed to want to help her, so she reached out for help, and here came Lita and Trish Stratus. Well, she said, you know, everything was all fine and good, and then... Trish jumps me from behind after we lost the tag titles and didn't really think much of anything of it. You know, yeah, she hit me from behind. Yeah. Maybe I'll fight her sometime. But then when she mentioned Becky Lynch's daughter and called her and was insulting Becky Lynch's daughter, then it was on. That's when it, she took it personal and said, you know what? This is going to have to, I'm, I'm really going to have to whoop her. Um, then came uh, interview backstage with Rhea Ripley. Um, Rhea threatens to end Natalia's career when questioned about the actions that Natalia took last week when Rhea defeated Dana Brooke. So I'm I'm really rooting for Natalia here. If it turns out to be a match for the championship, same. Next up, we had a match between Xavier Woods and Dominic Mysterio again. It's a repeat from last week. Once again, there's a bit of a rivalry going on between uh, the New Day and the Judgment Day. Yeah, I'm sensing, because when talking, Xavier was talking about, you know, he's been fighting a battle alone, but then he said, but not for much longer. So that's making me think, are we going to see what I've been wanting, and that's the New Day coming back? And possibly adding, you know, a fourth member? Because if if they don't add a third member, they'll have that Rhea Ripley problem to worry about. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll have to pull an OC and have to add add someone to the ranks. Uh, That match, however, lasted 11 minutes, and it won by Dominic, uh, winning by pinfall against Woods. So, right I now, thought it, Woods uh, would win that one. I know. As far as their match is concerned, it's two Dominic Woods Xavier zero. Uh, next, the next match we had, it was the debut tag team match of Shear and being represented by Veer and Sanga. Uh, Sanga, sorry, mispronunciation with uh. Jinder Mahal at ringside, taking on a, a local tag team, Drake Thompson and Lavar Barbie. Well, that match didn't last very long. If you could have guessed it, um, no. match lasted for a, one minute and thirty-seven seconds. Sanga, uh, the um, the match was won by uh, Sanga pinning uh, Thompson. I don't think there was there was hardly any tags made for the team of Thompson. Very little. Very little, but with any within this year, I don't think there Made was plenty one. of tags, and just like uh, Corey Graves said, he ha- they have put the whole entire tag team division on notice. They did. Got my attention anyway. Uh, following that, it was uh, Cody Rhodes talking about his upcoming match at Night of Champions with Brock Lesnar, and when in talking about it, Cody said when. When it comes to this match and trying to get to the top of the WWE mountain, Brock is just in Cody in my way. That's what Cody was saying.
1: He's not scared of Brock uh, anymore. Once, he, yeah, he's f-
0: now he's just an obstacle. Exactly. Very well said. Yes. Um. Next match we had Raquel Rodriguez taking on Chelsea Green. Now originally it was gonna be a tag match between. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville but Liv Morgan sustained an injury on Friday Night Smackdown with their tag match against uh, Damage Control so it was just Raquel by herself well the match lasted three minutes and 38 seconds Raquel Rodriguez got the win by pinfall by pinning green, but suddenly after as Raquel Rodriguez was making her way up the ramp to, to get to backstage, she was attacked. She got, yes, she got jumped by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and saying if, and Ronda Rousey saying, if you and Liv do not defend those titles against us, us beating you every single time, it will happen until you do. So we must
1: really want those tag team. I'm
0: sensing we and I'm honestly thinking we may have new tag champions after if this is at night of champions. I'm really thinking that's what's going to happen. We're going to have the baddest woman on the planet and the queen of spades as tag champions. Lastly, the last match of the night was the main event. That was Damian Priest and Finn Balor taking on the undisputed tag team champions Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Now, prior to the match, we saw Imperium shaking hands with visiting uh, Monday Night Raw, the wise man himself, Paul Heyman.
1: I wonder what kind of dealings were going on there.
0: Well, well, it, I guess we'll find. One, out. It's gonna. It was probably one of those "you scratch my back, I scratch yours" kind of thing. So it was a hard fought match between all four competitors. There was a lot of back and forth going on during the middle of the match though. Finn called for Rhea and Dominic to come to ringside so they can try to get the upper hand on the everything on the match. They attempted, but sadly got caught by the ref and were banned from ringside immediately thrown out and said, you're out of here. Get to the back. And while throwing a fit and going up the ramp, here comes Xavier Woods attacking Dominic and taking him off stage. Rhea going backstage by herself. Match ha- ended in 21 minutes flat. Ended with sadly Balor pinning Sami Zayn. But good the th- uh, good but thing it wasn't a title match. It was. No, it was not a title match, but the reasoning behind the loss was Imperium was there at ringside and interfered in the match. So once again, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. The question is, what favor exactly
1: does Imperium want from the bloodline?
0: Well, they announced also before the match that Imperium—they have a match the, te- next the team week. Uh, with you know all three members of Imperium them being Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, and Gunther are teaming up against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and a mystery partner. I'm suspecting the mystery partner is Mustafa Ali. Because, I mean, he's going to be facing Gunther, so why not try to get a piece in a little bit here and there or try to soften him up for... Night of Champions, point. because Night of Champions is one week away.
1: Because I was thinking it's either... I was thinking it could also be uh, Matt Riddle, because he seemed to be kind of teasing Gunther a little bit, irritating him.
0: Maybe. During that battle royal. Well, maybe. We'll see. But next week, we'll find out about that. Now, for the uh, Tuesday night NXT results... Chris has got the results, so go on ahead, Chris.
1: For the May 16th edition of NXT coming to us from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, the first match was a quarterfinal for the tournament between Cora Jade and Fallon Henley, and ended with Cora Jade pinning Henley after five minutes and five seconds. After that, there was a, a, an argument between Keanu James
0: and Thea Hale, who I think had a match later. They had a match. They, it made a match later on that night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then after
1: them, after Keanu James and Thea Hale, then Wesley and Tyler Bate ended up getting attacked by Schism. While meditating, no less. I mean, no, no.
0: I mean. They literally disturbed n- the peace. No. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> wow. There was no respect there for meditation at all. No. I mean, there were ohm, no. and then they went ow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and I'm sorry. We're cheesy with jokes, okay? So.
1: And then there was a promo in-ring between, with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams talking, uh, if I remember right, about Braun Breaker.
0: Yeah, uh, saying that Uh, they, uh, Carmelo Hayes was saying, I'm understanding that the brawn breaker I'm dealing with now is not the one that I dealt with at stand and deliver. This is a completely different brawn breaker. Then he said, uh, but he needs to understand that this is a different Carmelo Hayes than the one he faced at stand and deliver.
1: The also think they talked about being attacked while meditating at some point. Um, yeah.
0: Who Wesley and Tyler Bate?
1: Yeah, they would talk about that later on. Mm-hmm. And they they were not happy to say the least.
0: At um, least Wesley a, was. Tyler Bates seemed pretty. A match relaxed. was
1: even made for Battlegrounds. Um. After that, the promo with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, there was a match between the dyad, the uh, part of uh the Schism. schism. with Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler with Ava at ringside going against Julius and Brutus Creed with Ivy Nile at ringside
0: I'm not understanding why is Joe Gacy not wanting to be at ringside anymore I don't know I mean I understand he's probably going for bigger and better things to help out his faction but why not be at ringside to show support for them you know anyway Sorry.
1: I mean, Roman wasn't really doing that all the time, so I, I figured... Good
0: point. Good point. He's probably taking a play out of um, Roman's playbook there.
1: Uh, that The match with the Dyad and the Creed Brothers ended with Julius pinning, pinning Fowler after 14 minutes and 14 seconds. Okay. The Creed Brothers also delivered a challenge to Gallus at Battlegrounds. They want the the tag team They're titles.
0: wanting the tag team championships, yeah.
1: Then you had uh, the Supernova no- session with uh, hosted by Noam Dar.
0: Now, I understand. This was supposed to be the first episode of the Supernova sessions here in America.
1: I believe so. Uh, this in this one, he was interviewing Dragon Lee, and drag, and it ended after some small, I guess, mockery or Noam Dar was a little kind of ego driven in that well, interview. Y-
0: well, see, and then also Nathan Fraser or Fraser, however you want to pronounce his last name, he came to the ring too, saying he was going to be. He's you know, I guess fact checking Nam-Dar on some things.
1: Yeah, because Nam-Dar thought that Dragon Lee didn't know English, but he he's been speaking it for a few months. He was at that mocking
0: point. him because yeah, I, yeah.
1: I guess. Trying to make him feel bad or some something. Trying like to that.
0: entice him to fight on on his show, I guess.
1: And it worked because at Battlegrounds, those two are gonna have a match for the Heritage Cup.
0: Okay. Going well, after Namdar's supposed quote-unquote baby. It's it's a trophy. I mean. <laughs> he won it back when NXT during NXT when NXT had NXT UK. So. Um. I mean, the NXT titles are null and void, but he's carrying around the NXT Heritage Cup. Uh,
1: after that, after the Supernova sessions, you had a tag match with between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Mm. With Carmelo and Trick Williams winning after Carmelo Hayes pinned Charlie Dempsey, that match lasted 6 minutes and 32 seconds
0: yeah short work for the n x t champion
1: yeah uh, after that you had Thea Hale with Duke Hudson going facing off against Keanu James, James winning that match after she pinned thea Hale and the mat- and that match lasting four minutes and fifty one seconds
0: Now did you notice during that match while Duke Hudson was at ringside, he was not paying attention to that match at all he
1: was he was grading papers or doing paperwork. He he was writing on something. The I think he was time. doing
0: a lesson plan, because if we remember, Andre Chase is like he's injured. He's, he's injured out for injury. He's out on injury, so Duke Hudson took he, the reins of the of Chase U right now. And
1: he might be kind of liking it too much. You know what he I'm may saying?
0: Maybe change. He may take charge of it and change the name to Duke U.
1: There's already been some kind of some signs of that. Some slip ups. With him when he's talking about it. So that's 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 what the paperwork could have been. We, yeah. we don't know yet. Yeah. After that, the uh, Wesley talked about uh, being attacked. Schism, Joe Gacy. And, and, Ava. and Ava. Ava was Ava. with him too. Uh, w- Tried to sort of separate Wesley and Tyler Bate. Um, after that, Tyler Bate came out. I guess
0: he was feeling well enough to start walking around a little bit. Well, no, they injured his arm when they jumped him. Cuz see Joe Gacy is trying or, to Or maybe he felt like he had to say something. He he's trying to defend himself in a way because Joe Gacy was over here saying, you know, "Oh, you know, he Tyler Bates only friends with you because he wants your title." And Tyler Bates came out and said, I I'm friends friend. with you, I'm friends but with I also you. want the title. Exactly.
1: Uh, that ended up getting to a point where now there's a triple threat at Battlegrounds for his North American title.
0: I'm telling you, this pay-per-view is looking good, better and better every time.
1: It, it is. Kind of wondering if what's going to happen here. You know?
0: Yeah, and We'll be throwing out our predictions for that as well. It looks like a busy week as far as paper as you go. Well, more on that later.
1: <laughs> and now it's a, the main event was JC Jade versus Roxanne Perez for the quarterfinal to- of the tournament. Right. With, and that match lasted fi- 8 minutes and 58 seconds with Perez reversing a move into a pin in order to win against Jade. Uh, after, okay. that, after that match, Gigi Dolan came out and attacked Jade and Carmelo and Trick ended up coming out after that, uh, after I guess that cleared up, yeah. to to wait for Bron Breaker, who came out after after a little bit with a wall of security guards yeah. or staff, yeah, whichever one it you was security.
0: Call.
1: Yeah, and it ended up getting to a point where a fight broke out. Of course, despite the wall of security, um. Uh, they're of course having a match at Battlegrounds.
0: Yeah, um, looking forward to that one too. It's uh, gonna be Carmelo and Breaker two, you know,
1: a rematch.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so I'm looking forward to that and um, see who wins that matchup. Definitely.
1: And now, Dad, with the SmackDown results.
0: All right. So for the May nineteenth edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, held in the University of South Carolina. Kick things off, Roman Reigns and Solo with Paul Heyman came to the ring talking about how they will... Move the keyboard, I can't believe that. How they will dominate at Night of Champions and bring back the Undisputed Tag Team Championships to the bloodline. Well, with that being said, Sammy and Kevin Owens... Come to the ring to confront the both of them. And Kevin Owens really didn't say much. He was kind of looking to fight. He just tossed the belts out of the ring and the mic and then just he was ready to fight. And then, of course, a fight did break out. But it was caused by the Usos. The Usos came while Roman Reigns was in mid-sentence and was getting all upset At Jimmy and Jey Uso, because they thought they did a good thing. They're smiling, high fiving each other, and you know, trying to get a dab from Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is getting all upset, saying, "You ruined it. This I didn't tell you to come out here. This wasn't what I told you to do," and all this other stuff. And then he's getting all flustered and frustrated, and he's going to storm out of the ring, but bumps into Solo. And then immediately is over here, like with his hands up, trying to calm Solo down, like, "Hey," almost as if he was apologizing to Solo. And then gets out of the ring and walks away.
1: That might be the only person he's apologized to.
0: That I, I think can so. Think of. Well, I don't. He didn't. He didn't actually apologize. He was just pretty much just like you know, hey, putting his hands up as if to say sorry. <laughs> uh, That's then the first, funny. yeah, it was. Then the first match of the night was between the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland, and Butch, going up against newly drafted tag team from NXT, Pretty Deadly, uh, made up of Kit Wilson and Elton Prince. Now, this was a back and forth match. Pretty Deadly showing their skills as well as the Brawling Brutes, and at one point. Uh, elton prince started uh, was bleeding from his nose i think he took a uh boot to the face by uh, ridge holland and that's when he started bleeding uh match lasted for eight minutes and nine seconds with kit wilson pinning ridge holland now the way that they did it they pulled a little trick where uh, elton prince was tied up in the ropes and then he came off uh, came off the ropes And did something to the uh, point of uh, Butch getting pushed off the top rope. or Anyway, then going back onto the ropes to make it look like he's been tied up this whole time. And then, of course, Kit Wilson getting the pin. So, pretty deadly. Off to a strong start already on SmackDown. Next match to follow was Asuka versus Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega showing that you know hey I can wrestle with the best of them out there in the women's division and she can uh, she's come around quite a bit match lasted for 6 minutes 9 seconds and won by Oscar uh, forcing Zelina to tap out well as that happened Oscar wasn't letting go of the hold and out comes Bianca Belair trying to get revenge for last week for Oscar spraying her in the face. Well, Oscar tried to do it again and got a little bit on Air, but not a whole lot. Belair was ready for it. Or do you time.
1: think she missed on purpose? Sort of mind games type. Thing. No,
0: no. I, she, I saw Belair was able to kind of dodge it a little bit to where her eyes were somewhat protected, uh, but she did get some on her and, Belair looked... She looked pretty upset, so... She may be the maddest. Uh, Next, we had the debut uh, for the Grayson Waller Effect. And his guest is the SmackDown winner, or semi-finalist, to go to the finals for the World Heavyweight Championship. And that was AJ Styles. It pretty much ended with Waller saying he was going to be rooting for Seth Rollins and not AJ Styles. Off to kind of a slow start for Grayson Waller. I would suspect he would have gotten into a match first rather than have his talk show debut. But if that's what Grayson wanted to do and say, hey, I want to debut my talk show first. But I honestly... Thought you know he was trying to pick a fight with AJ, but soon thereafter, Carrion Cross came on and was talking about his he's talking about his next victim, and it was someone that hunts for justice. And Scarlet produces a a tarot card of AJ Styles, so Carrion has already put his target on his next victim, and that is AJ Styles. Gonna be interesting to see how that plays out.
1: with you you know with the OC? Yeah. He's kind of uh, outnumbered I think
0: so. He, I was about to say, he's outnumbered. So, I don't know. Could there be a and Cross faction forming, possibly, maybe? Or is he just going to take out the OC one at a time? He very well could, backstage. You know, it's been done before. I mean, you had a historic uh, Stone Cold against DX, and he <laughs> took them out one at a... T- oh, the Rock, okay? The Rock did that, too. He would take them out one at a time. And work his way up to the lead, which in this case, it would be AJ Styles. Uh, next up, we had a tag match between the Street Profits, Montez, uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Da- Angelo Dawkins against LA Knight and Rick Boogs, which is, yes, I know, odd pairing. L.A. Knight says, uh, when he was coming out to the ring, yeah, that he wanted to... He came to SmackDown to get a championship, whether it be a singles championship or a tag championship. So, he's, I think he's going to be going through people to be his partner and see if they are compatible until they get a win, I guess. But in this case... He um, said
1: that he could win just by himself. Regardless, he said, Well, yeah. basically, regardless of who he's paired with as far as the team.
0: Yeah. Sadly, it didn't work out for him. Uh, no. It match lasted three minutes, 56 seconds, and it ended with Montez Ford pinning Rick Boogs. Thereafter, Rick Boogs apologizing for the loss to L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight, I don't Shook think his was, hand. He wasn't so happy about it. He wasn't so happy after he beat up Rick Boogs. And flat out said he was trash. So that's one partner he can't work with, I guess. Then uh, we had a women's tag match. And it was the NXT Women's Champions, Isla uh, Dawn and Alba Fire against... Valentina Faraz and Yosa Leon, local wrestlers. And match ended pretty quickly with uh, the match lasting a minute and 46 seconds with Alba Fire pinning Valentina Faraz. Then next we had Austin Theory coming out. And of course, you know how Austin Theory likes to do his thing—boast and brag on how he beat John Cena at WrestleMania, and how he has taken out legends. He's—I think he's going the route of saying that he is like the next legend killer. But soon, right after Sheamus comes out and comes face to face with Austin Theory, and then goes for a mic. And Austin Theory is like, oh, so what are you going to say? What are you going to say? You know, all of a sudden, Seamus just brogue kicks him. And then just turns to the audience and drops his mic and walks out of the ring. He said a lot, didn't he? I, I honestly am a true believer of actions speak louder than words. And I believe Seamus said a lot just in that one statement. Next up, we had the main event tag match, and that was LWO versus Bloodline. You had representing LWO Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar, and representing the Bloodline Jimmy and Jey Uso.
1: Well, I guess they were more representing the Uso's because
0: at this point, yes, because Roman. Paul and Solo are backstage, and they were not going to be with them at ringside. Jimmy did ask if they were going to be at ringside Paul right before they were coming out backstage. and The
1: Bloodline Paul- also didn't interfere in that match on the part of the Usos. That is true. They haven't been doing that since the WrestleMania loss.
0: That it, That well, is correct.
1: Except for a few exceptions. Well, but...
0: since they lost, nothing. You know, I mean, Solo has helped them every now and then. But So, this match was epic back and forth. I was honestly thinking that the Usos were going to pull off this win to prove to Roman, hey, you had us all wrong. We can win and everything like that. And then they lose. And then they go on and lose. Uh, the match lasted fourteen minutes twenty four seconds. Now, I, like I said, this was an epic back and forth match. A lot of effort. I mean, there were instances they did the USO splash on Ray, and Ray kicked out like every single time. You, and even Michael Cole on commentary was shocked. He say he would say he went off and said. For the past several years anyone that had gotten the Uso Splash would automatically have it was automatic win for the Usos but
1: maybe they're just not USI enough anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe well the match progressed and it was it was going a lot of back and forth and like I said and Usos were going to try something a bit sneaky but as they did Kevin Owens comes from backstage and yeah, that's an it's, it's distracting the Usos. Well, as they're doing that, here comes Sami Zayn from the crowd. And it's like they got him at a, they, they're flanking them in a way. And it worked to the point where Sami interfered and took out Jay without the ref looking. Because Kevin Owens was the distraction. At that point, Ray hit the 619 and splash and pinned Jimmy and got the win. So, honestly, I, I honestly truly loved that match. That was a pretty good back and forth match. It, it kept me on my seat because I was thinking the Usos were going to win, but then it surprised me. And oh, I
1: was thinking the Usos were going to win too.
0: Yeah. But. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was a thrilling, thrilling match. And now it's time to talk about AEW. AEW. And here to kick us off with talking about AEW, we're going to cover. Go ahead and cover Dynamite. Chris, go right on ahead. For the May seventeenth edition of AEW Dynamite at the
1: Moody Center. In Austin, Texas. They start with Prom- uh, Wardlow reacting to some stuff Christian Cage said about spitting on- in his face. And then that ended up where Christian Cage and Luciosaurus came out. A fight ended up breaking out between the two. Where a low blow was dealt to Wardlow. And when everything was done and over with, Lord Wa- Lo- Wardlow was just lying in the ring. After that there was a tag match between, with Orange Cassidy and Darby Allin teaming up against Lee Moriarty and Big Bill and ended with Darby pilling, pinning Lee Moriarty. The match lasted 11 minutes and 2 seconds. After that there was another match between Sammy Guevara and Exodus Prime with Guevara winning by pinfall against Prime. The match lasted 27
0: seconds. Which was the shortest of the night And a little side note, uh, I'm familiar with Exodus Prime because he is a uh, local professional wrestler here in North Texas just to give you an idea you know of you know of Exodus Prime wrestles for uh, some local promotions here. Uh, great wrestler just su- very surprised to see him on Dynamite tonight. Wasn't expecting that. Not either? tonight, but uh, earlier this week. Sorry.
1: After that, you had a match with between the Outcast, being represented by Ruby Soho and Tor- Tony Storm, in ring with Saraya at ringside against Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida, uh, and ended with Storm pinning Baker. The match lasted it, it after uh, nine minutes and fifteen seconds. Between that and the Chris Jericho match, uh, there was an announcement for June 17th where they were going to be starting a new show, uh, AEW Collision. I was reading about this. Okay. After that, you had a match between K- Chris Jericho and Roger Strong, a Falls Count Anywhere match, where their respective allies were banned from the building. Right. Match ended up going outside the building, so I got at least one of them found a way around that and ended after some slight interference outside i say slight he chris jericho was attacked by adam cole which was able to get strong the victory after pinfall uh 13 minutes and 11 seconds that one lasted then you had rush with jose The his assistant Mm -hmm. and Jungle Boy Jack Perry ended in pinfall after nine minutes and fifty three seconds. Some stuff broke out after that, where Preston Vance or Preston Vance, Preston Vance, yeah, attacked Jack Perry, and Darby came out first to his defense, and followed by Sammy Guevara. Right. Following that is our, I guess, main event. If you, yeah, if it was you, our, it was the you,
0: final match of the night.
1: If you're not counting the in-ring interview with Don Callis, it's it's the main event.
0: I would count it as the main event of the night.
1: You had a match between Jay White with Juice Robinson at ringside against Ricky Starks, where and it it ended in a disqualification. Where I know.
0: I was surprised Ricky went that route of using the chair. I like I wasn't really expecting that out of him. Neither was I. I was expecting him to at least fight off Juice Robinson and then throw the chair out of the ring and then go right back after uh uh Slingblade. Uh but that or, I forget his nickname, but you all know who I'm talking about.
1: That ma- that DQ ended up counting as a win for Jay White. The match lasted 12 minutes and 18 seconds. After that, you had the, the in-ring interview with Don Kaos where he talked about the events of the previous Wednesday.
0: And that that that, that whole thing, is it, I'm still flabbergasted by it. And then I, we still don't have an answer of why he did it.
1: No, he ended up getting cut off. Uh, he was talking about he's the only victim, and without Don Kaus, there would be no Kenny Omega.
0: Which is a load of bull, but okay. To each their own, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh, that... Where I ended with Kenny coming out that followed by the Blackpool Combat Club followed by the Elite with Hangman Adam Page
0: I was happy to see him come back and join the Elite
1: Uh, and that ended up turning into a big fight after the Blackpool Combat Club came out and Adam Page
0: I, he joined the, the Elite So and they have a match now well uh, he rejoined he was a original member of the Elite back when uh back when they were in Ring of Honor, all four of them. Mm. So he kind of in he he rejoined the Elite. After that there has been a match made at All In uh All In or was it at uh No, I thought it was at Double or Nothing.
1: Oh, Double or Nothing. I got mixed up with a different pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, no, they, they've been talking about two pay-per-views. All In, that's going to be taking place at the Wembley Stadium stadium in London. And then, of course, Double or Nothing, that's going to be taking place in Vegas uh, next week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then also there's going to be a Battle Roy- Royale match where, if I remember right, Orange Cassidy was going to be defending his title.
0: Yeah. Uh, apparently it was in an interview he had backstage after his match, uh, that, um, he's issuing an open challenge and whoever wants a shot at his title, go Tw- talk to Tony Khan. 20 guys ended up wanting the belt. He, he was like 21. And then
1: I think it was like the be- blackjack battle Royal since they're in Las Vegas, Mhm. which is kind of funny.
0: Oh yeah. So. All right, well, that's a good summary of what happened there on AEW Dynamite. And next, Dad with Rampage. All right, so with the May 19th edition of AEW Rampage, came to us from the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. Kicking things off, we had a six-man tag match. It was between... Uh, best friends with Bandito, or in this case, they went by uh, Best Amigos and Bandito against the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, being represented by Claudio, John Moxley, and Wheeler Yuta with Brian Danielson at ringside. Great back and forth match. However, the match ended in 9 minutes and 38 seconds with. Claudio pinning Bandito. Next up, we had our AEW TBS Open Challenge match with uh, Jade Cargill taking on Danny B, a local a local wrestler in Austin. Uh, that match lasted 34 seconds with Jade Cargill pinning Danny B, marking her being 58 and O. And then, she, and then someone else came out, and then she pinned them. No, actually, uh, yeah, someone else came out. Uh, it was... Oh, it was Genesis? Uh, she is a student at Dustin Rhodes Wrestling School. So she, she came out. She only lasted 33 seconds with Jade Cargill pinning her. And then they were bringing out another competitor... And as soon as she came out from the curtain, here comes Valkyrie. And um, she came out, took out <laughs> took out Jade Cargill, and Jade Cargill flees. And at that point, Taya Valkyrie made the announcement that at double or nothing in Las Vegas, it will be her against Jade Cargill for the TBS title. So that's gonna be pretty interesting there. Next we had uh another six man tag match. It was against the um what 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 was the name of them? The athletes? The varsity varsity athletes, athletes. yeah sorry, I'm getting used to their new name here. Oh um, it's the old name. No no, that no. I'm getting used to that new name of theirs. You had the um, D- uh, D- uh, D- uh, Devari, Josh Woods, and Tony Nese going up against the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Of course, the acclaimed being made up of Max Castor and Anthony Bowens. Match lasted 7 minutes, 26 seconds, with Max Caster pinning Tony Nese. Anytime the Acclaim come out with Billy Gunn, it's always going to be a good match. And them taking away this win, they're on a roll. So, House of Black really needs to look out if the Acclaimed are on a roll. And they are the number one contenders for their title.
1: We'll have to see how that goes. (coughs)
0: Excuse me yes that is true next we had another interview with the hardys and all of a sudden ethan page comes out this time and is saying he wants nothing to do with the hardys everything's done and over with since the deletion of the firm seems like some kind of trick turns out it was uh the guns come out and attack the Hardys. From behind. From behind. So it's it's setting up their you know, their match for at double or nothing. Because if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy has control over Ethan Page's contract. Much like how Ethan Page had control over Matt Hardy's contract. Well, the match <clears throat> there um there was no match actually because next it was an all out fight between Jericho and Adam Cole. They were talking to each other almost almost as if it was via satellite. And all of a sudden Chris Jericho said, "You know what? I want to take you on at double or nothing in an unsanctioned match and tore up a the AEW restraining order of Adam Cole being restrained from the building.
1: Yeah, that was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, because Adam Cole was like, I can't believe you did that. And then he just walked right into the arena, came down to the ringside area, and went right up the ramp to Chris Jericho. And all of a sudden, here comes security. Trying to break them up and break up the fight.
1: That was kind of funny to see. That really especially was with that mistake on Jericho's part.
0: Yeah. And Jericho's case was that whole match he had with Roderick Strong on dynamite saying how Adam Cole jumped him soon as they got outside. And he said, if you notice there were no uh, Jericho appreciation society members anywhere in sight. And he was and, you know, Jericho is right about that, but Adam Cole really wanted to get back at him after what happened to his girlfriend brit baker and i wouldn't blame him either then it comes to the main event of the evening we had bishop khan with prince nana at ringside and dust taking on dustin rhodes now it was a hard-fought match and then dusted rhodes getting busted open and everything I mean, it, for you, I remember we were watching it and it kind of threw you off. You're like, is that his paint or is that blood? So it was kind of hard to tell for you. So at the end of the match, which the match lasted eight minutes, 58 seconds, and it was won by Dustin Rose by pinning Khan. Immediately thereafter, um, the rest of the, t- uh, the rest of, uh, Mogul Embassy? Yeah, it, it was uh, Mogul Embassy. and, it, the, and They came it, out to attack him, didn't they? They did. Every single one, and um, even uh, Swerve came out and was enjoying this. All of a sudden, here comes Keith Lee coming down the ramp, and Swerve wasn't getting out of the ring, and he was smiling. And that led me to believe this was all a part of Swerve's plan to lure him in and jump him, which the embassy attempted but failed miserably but Swerve able to get out of the ring and everything so I'm honestly thinking this is either going to lead to a tag match with Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes against the embassy or it's going to be a one-on-one match between Keith Lee and Swerve and I would rather like to see Swerve take on Keith Lee by himself and good luck with that I might add And now, here to read the results for Impact Wrestling, here's Chris.
1: Impact.
0: For the May 18th edition of Impact, coming to us
1: from the Cicero Stadium in Cicero, Illinois, the first match was between Trey Miguel and Loretto Kid, with Trey Miguel winning by pinfall after 8 minutes and 53 seconds. That was followed by a match with Ace Austin with Chris Bay at ringside against Jason Hotch With Brian Myers and John Skyler at ringside, where Hotch pinned Austin. That match, what?
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: That match lasted 11 minutes and 33 seconds. Now, now
0: I was about to say. Now that seems to be a new faction forming right there. Uh, The the Jason Hotch team. With yeah, with Brian Myers, because it seems he's for bringing together a team there and bringing together a faction. So makes sense. Something's developing there.
1: That ma- that was followed by a match with Trinity facing against Killian King with Taylor Wilde at ringside. I
0: think this, uh, sorry, I keep cutting you off, I'm sorry. I think no, this okay. was uh, Trinity's first Impact Wrestling match. It was. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. With Killian King
1: actually tapping out and submitting to a move that Trinity used. Nice. That match lasted 10 minutes and 33 seconds. Okay. Then there was a match between Jody Threat and Sierra, with Sierra losing by pinfall to Threat. That match lasted 2 minutes and 19 seconds. Mm. The main event, last match of the night, was Moose, Eddie Edwards, and Frankie Gazarian teaming against Jonathan Gresham, Yuya Yamura, and Alex Shelley. That match ended after 20 minutes and 20 seconds with Alex pinning Edwards.
0: Okay. All, all in all, a pretty good showing. Especially, I was looking forward to uh, Trinity's debut, in-ring debut, as it were. Um, and was I not mistaken that she, was being, she got challenged for a match at an upcoming pay-per-view by Giselle or Giselle?
1: However you pronounce it. how Gazelle, yeah, it was, whatever.
0: It, I, I think it was Giselle. Okay. If well, I right. that seems to be she's made a way to uh, the, uh, the upcoming uh, pay-per-view for Impact. So, best of luck to her. Yeah. Hey, Dad, you want to introduce that new show you were talking about? Yes. We have added another promotion to our results lists. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's welcome new to the results list... Ring of Honor Ring of Honor This week's Ring of Honor is brought is coming to us from the Universal Studios of Orlando Florida for the May 18th edition They get kicked things off with Gringo Loco versus Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrehantes at ringside Match lasted 8 minutes and 53 seconds with Ray Phoenix getting the pinfall in what was a classic Lucha Libre match. Next match we had Willow Nightingale, Nightingale rather, versus Maddie Winkowski. In a 3 minute 42 second match with Willow Nightingale winning by pinfall. Next up we had a tag match between the wingmen being represented by Peter Avalon and Ryan Namath. Taking on the Iron Savages, Boulder and Bronson, with Jacked Jameson at ringside. The Boulder. I know. <clears throat> the reason why that kind of... I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. The, the reason why that gets Chris every now and uh, every time is... Used to watch A- Avatar The Last Airbender... And there was a character at one point that was voiced by Mick Foley, by the way. It was kind of a little poke fun at the rock, and the character's name was The Boulder. (laughs) It was quite hilarious. Uh, The match lasted for 5 minutes and 15 seconds, uh, with uh, Bronson picking up the win for his team by pinning both opponents at the same time, which is very rare. I've never seen that. Chris before. has never seen it before. All right, moving right along. We get another tag match between Zach Clayton and Cole Carter versus Christopher Daniels and Matt Siddall in a six-minute, 30-second match with Daniels pinning Carter. Next up, we had Miranda Lee's versus Lady Frost in a three-minute, 13-second match with Frost winning by pinfall. Next up is Chris's f- new favorite wrestler, Cheeseburger. Now, that one I really wasn't expecting. No. I was already kind of
1: surprised by the I boulder. I can tell. Yeah, but yeah I the know. Boulder, but you have the, both the burger and the boulder. Or, sorry, Cheeseburger. Not yeah. not just not just burger.
0: <laughs> I'm the burger. If you smell what the burger, burger is cooking. <laughs> takes it to a whole new meeting anyway he was teaming with uh eli east uh isom against angelico and serpentico in a three minute 39 second tag match and angelico picks up the win for his team by forcing cheeseburger to submission
1: it's still a weird picture <laughs>
0: You're imagining a cheeseburger getting an actual imagine, legitimate real cheeseburger.
1: Imagine food fighting in like a wrestling match.
0: Oh my god. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work out well. No, it takes it to a whole new level for you. Okay. Food fight. Oh god. That's what it would be called. In the next match, it was a uh, one-on-one match for the New Japan pro wrestling world television title between AR Fox and defending champion Zack Sabre Jr. Match lasted for an epic 12 minutes and 16 seconds with uh, Sabre forcing Fox to submission. I think he retained if I remember he, right, He retained the title. Yes. Next, we had another tag match Gates of Agony being represented by Bishop Khan and Toa Leona with Prince Nana at ringside against none other than Dalton Castle and one of his boys. Now, I believe in a previous match, uh, one of the other boys had gotten injured. So he's trying another boy for a tag partner. Match lasted for about 8 minutes, uh, 59 seconds, close to 9 minutes, With uh, Khan picking up the pin on the boy, but this particular boy got wrecked throughout the whole match. He had a few good licks in here and there, but... He didn't stand much of a chance other than that. No, he was getting wrecked left and right. All right, next up we had a six-man tag match. With Shane Taylor, Anthony Henry, and J.D. Drake, the workhorsemen on one team, against Eddie Pearl, Ricky Gibson, and Shaif. Match lasted for 2 minutes and 43 seconds, with Shane Taylor picking up the win for his team by pinning Shaif. And uh, next, we had Ashley D'Ambrós versus Mercedes Martinez in a six-minute, 24-second match with Mercedes Mer- Martinez forcing Ashley D'Ambrós to tap out in submission. And then for the main event of the night, we had a fight without honor match. Now, for those that are not familiar with Ring of Honor or have never watched Ring of Honor, A fight without honor match is basically a full-on street fight hardcore match that it's pretty much anything goes. No holds barred. And the only way to win is by pinfall or submission in the ring. This match was a tag match with the kingdom being represented by Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, with... Maria Canales Bennett at ringside against Action Andretti and Darius Martin in what was a very brutal 15 six minute match or 15 minute six second match. Sorry. Um, very, very brutal. It got to the point where, uh, Mike Bennett was busted open and bleeding all over the place. And, I guess the blood was starting to get into his eyes because at one point he accidentally hit Maria Canellis his own wife. Mm. Match ended with uh, Darius Martin pinning Mike uh, Bennett. But it was a lot of back and forth, lot, a big hard fought match and all four competitors were able to shake hands after the match. That is pretty much it for Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor results. All right. And Chris is now here to read us the win-loss records of professional wrestling. Win-loss records.
1: Okay, so we're we're starting with Raw. With Shinsuke Nakamura at 10 and 1. The Miz, at he he has no wins. It's just 19 losses.
0: Still undefeated. Still defeated.
1: Completely defeated.
0: Yeah, it's the opposite, you know.
1: Then Ricochet at 29 and 10, Bronson Reed at 16, 6 and 1, Mus- Mustafa Ali at 6 and 13, Akira Tozawa at 3 and 8, Angel at with 3 draws. Apollo Cruz with 6 and 7, Baron Corbin is 1 and 29, Cedric Alexander is 4 and 8, Chad Gable 5 and 20, Otis 4 and 15, Dexter Loomis is 8 and 9, Dolph Ziggler 7 and 16, Elias is kind of like the Missies defeated but instead with 13 losses. Eric is 5 and 16, Ivar is 5 and 15, Humberto is with only four losses JD McDonough is with three wins, four losses and two draws Johnny Gargano is six wins and thirteen losses Mace and Monsoor both are defeated with ten losses Riddle or Matt Riddle is at five and five Riddick Moss is he just has one loss Shelton Benjamin is 5-7. and seven. Von Wagner is 1-12. and 12. It's Not a very good look- record there. But at least he's not completely defeated. Von Wagner? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, because then he's got this guy who's acting like a psychiatrist running around showing him an old baby picture of Von Wagner. And I guess he's asking him about his eyebrows or something. His brow? Because he's got this very uh, predominant protruding brow I don't know but Von Wagner does not want to ever talk about it I don't blame him
1: I have no idea what's going on there so it's kind of confusing really Zion Quinn is 4 and 7 Xavier Woods is 5 and 7 Dominic Mysterio is 22 and 10 let's be honest some of those victories are kind of illegitimate with help from the Judgment Day. Veer is undefeated, with just one win. Senga is three wins and two losses. Raquel Rodriguez is 18 and 10. Chelsea Green is two and 10. Damian Priest is 16 and 14. Finn Balor is seven and 23. Sami Zayn is 16 and 11, and Kevin Owens. Is 18 and 6. Okay. Then with NXT. Core Jade is at 6 and 7. Fallon Henley is 8, 6 and 1. Jagger Reed is 4 and 8. Rip Fowler is 4 and 9. Julius Creed is 10, 6 and 1. Brutus Creed is 9, 4 and 1. Carmelo Hayes is 13, 4 and 0. Oh trick williams is five and twelve drew gulak is four and six charlie dempsey has nine wins and eleven losses thea hale has eight wins and six losses kiana james is nine nine and one jc jane is three and seven roxanne Perez is fifteen and four and that's it for NXT.
0: Okay.
1: Moving on to SmackDown. Butch is 11 and 14. Ridge Holland is 9 and 7. Kit Wilson is 3 and 10. Elton Prince is 3 and 10. Asuka is 17 and 7. Jeez. I know, right? Selena Vega is 2 and 8. Mm. Montez Ford is 14 and 14. Wow. So, he evened so, out. He's even. Angela Dawkins is 13 and 14, almost Mm. even. LA Knight, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is 6 and 27. Rick Boogs is 6 and 5. Isla Dawn is 11, 4 and 1. Alba Fire is 10, 5 and 1. Valentina Faraz is 6 and 7. Yolissa Leon is. Is t- only has one loss. Rey Mysterio is has nine wins and eleven losses. Santos Escobar is eight and sixteen. Jimmy Uso is nine wins and fifteen losses. Jay Uso is five and thirteen. Wow. So, looks like their losses are starting to catch up to their wins. Uh well,
0: very much so.
1: So, looks like things aren't going as good as they used to for the Usos. <clears throat> nope. Next, we have AEW. End of the re- week records. So, we're going to be starting with Orange Cassidy at 22-2. Darby Allin at 13-2, mm. which is pretty good. Yeah. Lee Moriarty at 6-10. and ten, Big Bill at 6-8. and eight, mm. Ruby Soho at... Eleven and three, Tony Storm at eleven and five, Burt Baker at four and two, Hikaru Shida is two and one, Chris Jericho is four and five, Roderick Strong is defeat is undefeated with two wins. <laughs> Just two wins. That could end up turning to a loss soon. I don't. We don't know, know yet. No. I'm, I mean. He's been doing p- good so far, but yeah. we don't know yet. We'll see. Rush or Roosh is five and five. Jack Jungle Boy Jack Perry is at ten and one. Mm, not bad. Jay White is undefeated with three victories. Okay. Ricky Starks is nine and four. Claudio is seventeen and two. John Moxley is fifteen and two. Wheeler Yuta is eight and four. Chuck Taylor is eight and six. Trent Beretta is nine and six. Bandito is two and four. Jade Cargill is undefeated with 14 wins. Danny B only has one loss. Billy Gunton is defeated with six wins. Okay. Max Castor is 17 and two. Anthony Bowens is also 17 and two. Ari Devari is 14 and 13. Josh Woods is three and seven. Tony Nice is four and twelve. Bishop Kahn is one and one. Dustin Rhodes is undefeated with five victories. Not bad for Dustin. For impact we have Trey Miguel at eight and three. Laredo Kid at two and one, Ace Austin at ten and two, Jason Hotch at two and five. Trinity is undefeated with one
0: victory so far. Yep.
1: So far, Killian Cl- King is three and two. Jody Thread it has four victories and no losses. Sierra- so she's
0: undefeated too.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sierra has one loss, and that's just one loss. Okay. Moose is three and six. Mm. Eddie Edwards is three and seven. Frankie Kazarian is even with six and six. And so is John- Jonathan Gresham with six and six. Yuya Yamura is five and five. And Alex Shelley is nine and four. All right. And then finally with Ring of Honor, we have Gringo Loco with three losses. And that's that's it for his record. Mm-hmm. Right. Ray- it's
0: Ray- not easy to be loco. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ray Fenix is 3 and 1. Mm. W- Willow Nightingale is 8 and 1.
0: Wow. Yeah. Got some Ma- good records there.
1: So far. Maddie Renkowski Maddie is defeated with only one victory. And so is mm. Peter Avalon and Ryan Namath, both with also only one victory. Boulder and Bronson both have two wins and zero losses. Zach.
0: Still can't (laughs) get over that.
1: I know. Zach Clayton is, well, two losses and that's it. Cole Carter only has three losses. Oh. Christopher Daniels is three and six. Hmm. Max Seidel, or Matt Seidel. Is two and two. Miranda. Miranda. Ali's. Or Alex, You got Alexi, it right. You got it right. Is. Four. Only has four losses. Lady Frost mm. is one and three. Wow. Cheeseburger is defeated with two losses. Unfortunately.
0: And a side of fries. My mm. dad joke of the week.
1: Eli Isom. Is. Just one. One. One loss. One loss. Just one loss so far. Mm. Angelico is one and two. Mm. Serpentico is also one and two. Era Fox is three and four. Zack Staber is undefeated with three victories. Bishop Khan and Teo Toa Leona, or both Bishop Con and Tia Toa Leona are six and O. Oh. Tongue twister. Yeah. I'll <laughs> oh, I'll get better at it. I know. <laughs> Dalton Castle is one and two. The the boy he was teaming with was is defeated. Only one loss. For his entire record. Yeah. Shane Taylor is three and two. Anthony Henry is one and three, and so is J.D. J- J- Drake, with one and three. Eddie Pearl is zero and one. Ricky Gibson is zero and one. Mm. Shaf, I want to say. Uh, Shaif. Shaif is zero and one. Ashley D'Ambrose is one and two. Mercedes Martinez is two and oh. Matt Taven is 5 and 3. Mike Bennett is 4 and 5. Hmm. Action Andretti is 3 and 1 and Darius Martin Martin is 4 and 5.
0: All right. So you and got it, some people that are off to a really good start for the year so far with it being half we're almost halfway through the year. And they've got some pretty good records right now. They've got
1: some with good starts and then some that are just
0: defeated. I'm waiting for The Miz to get a win for crying out loud. He's been defeated this whole year. Ugh. Yeah. It's not awesome. It's It's, not awesome. It's not cool. It's not cool either. No. All right. So it's been a slow news week in professional wrestling, but also big news. And, of course, if you picked up at the top of the show – There was sad news as well, but we'll go ahead and we'll get on with the cross-promo wrestling news. It's now time for the cross-promo wrestling news. All right, so Chris, go ahead and kick us off with the news.
1: Well, AEW announced a new show for Saturdays. Yes. I think it was June 17th.
0: Yes, that's when they would have that show, I believe.
1: It was going to be called AEW Collision. Okay and the president of AEW, Tony Khan announced the time and place of the first show okay it was going to be revealed next week uh you know united center in chicago in illinois oh, okay and i remember also some rumors involving punk uh, cm punk it
0: is in cm punk's backyard so the, he's rumored to come back with AEW. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is because of the big falling out with, um, you know, he what happened with that press conference he had and everything. So w- we'll have to wait and see and watch Collision.
1: Kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen on it with the CM Punk rumors and everything.
0: Exactly. Okay, so I've actually got some breaking news that has come out of WWE. Breaking news. Okay, so everyone has been following the story of what's been going on with the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship right now and that Liv Morgan is injured from last week from SmackDown when her and Raquel Rodriguez had taken on damage control. Well, she had did She did receive an injury during that match to where she was supposed to compete on Monday Night Raw but did not and Raquel Rodriguez ended up having to go into a match alone. Well it was just announced during SmackDown that they are going to yet again vacate the Women's Tag Team Championship Hmm. and in doing so again yes now the It's been, say, I would say, what, about a year since the last time they had to vacate the women's tag titles? So Mm. now um, what they'll be doing on Raw, this coming Raw, it's going to be for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, it's going to be a fatal four-way tag match. Here are the teams that are going to be in this match. You're going to have Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler teaming up against Bailey and Io Sky, going also up against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Raquel Rodriguez and a mystery partner of her choosing. So Raquel Rodriguez not only is vacating the title, but now is going to f- go into a match to get it back with a whole new partner. As far as Liv Morgan goes, I wish her a speedy recovery and really feeling bad for her to be losing this title like this, you know. Hope she gets a speedy recovery and bounces back and is back in the title picture.
1: Also makes you wonder who that mystery opponent's going to be, that mystery teammate.
0: If anyone's got guesses, email us, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear who you think it would be. Alright, uh, and then of course for the uh, sad news like we spoke of earlier uh, the sad passing of Superstar Billy Graham uh, everyone has been who has been following uh, following the story of Superstar Billy Graham has had uh, a lot of comp- medical complications, health complications over the years. It wasn't until earlier in the week he was uh, then needing to be put on life support um the doctors were talking about trying to take him off of life support and the light and the white and superstar billy graham's wife uh refusing to do so uh but sadly uh went on ahead and had him taken off life support so um um again sad news and uh we will um Give our thoughts and prayers to uh, Billy Graham's, uh, Superstar Billy Graham's family, and uh, give them our condolences. All right, now it's time for This Week in Pro Wrestling History. This Week in Wrestling History. All right, so... For this week in pro wrestling history, we start off with back in 1995, the very first World Wrestling Federation in-your-house pay-per-view took place at Syracuse, New York. Uh, this marked uh, their... Uh, to a monthly pay-per-view schedule, uh, WWE. It was uh, a short a short two-hour pay-per-view with... Uh, Several matches in it The main event being uh, Diesel Going up against Psycho Sid In a No disqualification Championship match For the WWE Championship uh, Next up for the week In This week In 1992 Mexican wrestling promotion Triple A Is officially launched And is still thriving today So soon as we're able to, we'll be able to cover results of that uh, weekly show as well. Uh, In this week in history, Vern Gagne became a A uh, seven-time All-American Wrestling Association, or AWA, world heavyweight champion when he defeated Mad Dog Vachon in Omaha, Nebraska. Also this week... Bruno San Martino defeating the Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, by submission to, to win the WWWF World Heavyweight Championship in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, this was the first championship that would change hands. Uh, this was the first time that the championship would change hands because it was initiated back in the early 60s and San Martino was the second champion uh, to win that title, he would reign as champion after that win for eight years.
1: I guess we'll we'll see if Roman can beat that record.
0: Uh, Roman has only been champion for three years. So Bruno San Martino's got him beat by five.
1: That's a long time to be champion. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's got the right deal set up for it, if he's gonna be, I guess.
0: We'll see. Not constantly defending I, his I want to I want to know who is gonna be facing Roman next, though. That's what I want to know. I don't. I, I. don't know. I think he's faced everyone he can. That he and he said that himself too. He says, "There's no one left. Anyone that he's come up, uh, anyone that's come up against him for the title, he's smashed them." So, I don't know who's left. Alright. Also, this week in uh, wrestling history, um, British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith had passed away in 2002 uh, at the age of 39 in Canada from a heart attack. Then, uh, in 1996 in this week, a uh, very... Memorable house show took place in Madison Square Garden. And if you are a longtime diehard die hard. Pro wrestling fan. You will know. Of what I speak of. This. Was. A non televised show. Okay. Non televised. But it featured. The most infamous thing to happen. And that was the. Infamous curtain call. That. Um, and what I mean by that It was the last It was the last match Of the night It was a main event And At the end of the match It, it was basically Triple H Pinning Razor Ramon And Shawn Michaels Retaining his WWE championship Against Diesel In a steel cage match That was the main event Shawn Michaels and Diesel well at the end of the match all of a sudden here comes Razor Ramon out to the ring in Triple H and they're shaking hands and hugging Shawn Michaels and Diesel oh that was before they went to WCW exactly that was before Scott Hall and Kevin Nash came to WCW to form up the Outsiders and later the NWO so that was the, that's when the infamous curtain call took place. Now, the way that everyone found out about it was a fan was recording it from the stands. And it's been the most infamous video ever to be seen up to that point. Uh, and to close out the week in pro wrestling history, 1974 was the year. Bruno San Martino pinned Killer Kowalski in a Texas death match to retain his WWF, WWF sorry, uh, World Heavyweight title at a house show in Madison Square Garden. It seemed like most of the stuff in history revolves around Madison, Madison Square. Square Garden. Exactly. All right. And that concludes this week in professional wrestling history. And now it's time for our main event. See, I got a... Time for the cross promo main event. All right. And uh, the main event for today's episode, we're going to be giving you a list of our top 10 professional wrestlers. And it's our own personal favorite wrestlers of all time. This is spanning pretty much multitudes of uh, history. So we're going to go ahead and start with uh, Chris. Go ahead. And it's going to be from 10 being the best or one being the best. I'm sorry. And 10 being the least. Chris, I'll have you go ahead and start, start with your uh, number 10 on your list. Mm, See where no particular order.
1: I, again, wasn't thinking about ordering it.
0: Okay. Uh, on least to greatest. Well, I mean, it was supposed to be least to greatest in the top ten. But go ahead. Uh, first one is Rey Mysterio. At number ten? For uh, you?
1: It was kind of a hard one because there was a bunch of different guys. Right. Uh, and what I was trying to do was you had... Of course, you have like factions and tag teams, which I tried to keep out of the list. Okay. Because these are like more, I guess, would it be singles division?
0: Yeah, it would just be singles division as a singles wrestler. You know, factions and tag teams, we'll go down later in the road on those. We'll Makes start sense. with the singles division. So Rey Mysterio. Okay, what, what draws you to have Rey Mysterio on your list? And why did he make it to number 10 on your list? Well, uh, with that,
1: it was more, again, elimination. Uh, as far as the order of everything, I, I, again, I wasn't thinking of the, of the order. Right. Um, and with that, I was trying to pick between different names and stuff. Oh,
0: I know it was hard for me too with my list.
1: Well, now I kind of want to see your list. I know. <laughs> uh, how, how you sorted it down from all the different ones you like. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll explain it later. You, you continue with Ray. Uh, but
1: it's a different style compared to most of the other guys. Right. Right. And the
0: then, the lucha libre style, is that what you're referring to?
1: It it's a different approach to everything. And it, he's not someone that you would always expect to win against say a bigger opponent, which I think was a lot of the sto- people he gets pinned, pitted against.
0: Yeah, it was his main factor was he was like the ultimate underdog.
1: The the biggest little man or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then seeing the the storylines I think he he did one with Batista uh th- this one that just I think wrapped up I think they're done with that one with Dominic
0: yeah, for now
1: because they're on different brands now
0: yeah for now though
1: um I, and even well after now that he's seems to be kind of done with teaming with Dominic since again there are on different brands and that whole falling out you there.
0: mean going up against Dominic not not teaming didn't wasn't weren't they a tag team at one point? In the beginning, yeah. They were the first father-son tag team in WWE history. Yeah. Okay.
1: And next is Kevin Owens. Well, I got to give my top 10. Oh, oh yeah, that's we're right. We're taking turns, remember?
0: I forgot. We had this plan, folks. Sorry. We did. I forgot the plan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we had this structured, man. Come on. Okay. Uh, number 10 for me, I put The Miz. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, a lot of people, you know, find him irritating. I find him hilariously funny and talented. I mean, yeah, he does list his accolades all the time, you know. A movie star, yes. But, I mean, the guy's history, he came from reality TV, okay? He came from the real world on MTV. I can't remember which season or show they all blend together to me, really. But he had aspirations to be a professional wrestler even then and worked his way through tough enough and then made it into WWE. And he he has the, the historic story where he was um, having to change in the restrooms in the arenas, not in the locker rooms, because I guess the other wrestlers wasn't accepting him. And... Um, you know eventually he was able to change in the locker rooms and everything but it was it was a rough start for him and then he accumulated up to the status he's at now you know where he's got uh he's a grand slam champion now and
1: I don't remember hearing the bathroom story so that, yeah that was a surprise it, it was
0: it was you know it was rough for him when he was getting started in WWE so um he's a great he's a great he is i know I'm stuttering a lot I know I'm sorry you love to hate him. He's like, especially with that Dexter storyline. He was oh in. I, yeah, especially hilarious. with that Dexter storyline. But I mean, you love to hate him. I enjoy him because he's hilarious and you know he's entertaining and everything. And he's a heck of a wrestler too. So I mean, he's got he's got a lot backing him up on that. So that's my number ten. So going on to number nine, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, okay. Why me- Kevin Owens?
1: Again, remember that Last Man Standing match between him and Roman,
0: right? Yeah, you talked about that on the last episode.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's one of my favorite matches.
0: Okay. And I think recently he had
1: um a another rivalry, uh, with a guy that's on both of our favorites lists. Okay. Probably. Okay. I'm willing to bet that he's on both of our lists.
0: Okay, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then now you have his storyline with going against the bloodline, and now he's teaming with Sammy, and they're tag team champions now. Right. So that's that was interesting to follow that along.
0: Okay. Well, oddly enough, I've got Kevin Owens as number nine <laughs> as well. So that that's, I, did, I didn't know. Uh, that, that's kind of funny. I was not expected that at all. Yeah, that, that that's kind of funny that you got it on there now. And we I, did our list separate. Yeah. We, we did our list separate. So I, I I like Kevin Owens because you know he's a he's a wrestling fan at heart. And I honestly He's got a passion for it. He's got a passion for it. Yeah. And his the way he cuts his promos and the way he talks on the microphone, I mean it's hilar- it's great. I mean, you saw it on on uh on several episodes of raw and everything, whenever he's talking, you know, and as soon as he got like, uh, last week dealing with Imperium. I mean, I thought that was this week. No, 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 it was last week when the the the, finger in the face, the the first two guys. Yeah. Yeah. The way he handled that, it was so well. And I mean, the way he talks during interviews and everything, he's, he seems almost like a modern day stone cold. Steve, Oh, excuse me. Modern day Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: Which is appropriate because he got one of his moves that he's using, the stunner.
0: Well, that and, you know, he faced Stone Cold Steve Austin at this last WrestleMania, uh, the previous WrestleMania. So, I, and not only that, he, he can wrestle. Uh, he came up from the indies into NXT and now he's on the main roster. I'm, I've watched his career when he was in Ring of Honor. And then moved up to NXT, and then WWE. I mean, that's he's on my top ten. Granted, I've got a long list of favorite wrestlers, but my top ten, he's at number nine. Going, continuing on, who you got for number eight?
1: Belair, Bianca Belair.
0: Bianca Bel, oh, you went, you went female wrestler. Okay, all right. Why Bianca? You, it's someone you want to root for, right? And they they worked hard for this. They're
1: supposed to be the best of at least the singles division on the women's side,
0: right? Right.
1: And at one point, even picking up Otis. Right. Which we haven't seen a whole lot of people do.
0: Yeah. Do you that, remember that, that right? Shocked, I remember that. That that shocked me. I was like, how in the heck? You know. And then even with the this new
1: match storyline with her and Eos Sky and damage control. Right. Uh, and then she also had a a last woman standing match, I forget when. With. I, I, I want to say maybe no, it wasn't working. It works. was with uh, Bailey. I remember it, that.
0: Yeah, I forget when. Uh, it was but, sometime, It was last year. I remember yeah. it was last year. A golf cart was involved. I mean.
1: She ended up getting trapped uh, in like the corner of the ring, if I remember right. Yeah. And it, it was a good match, and
0: now you have the storyline with that and all that. So yeah. Okay. Um, my number eight, I've got Rey Mysterio. Okay. Um, again, going back on what you were saying about him, you know, the biggest little man and everything like that. Um, he didn't let his size stop him. No, that, that, that's, that's what drew me to him. Plus, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for the Lucha Libre wrestling style. I really am. And the fact that he keeps with the Lucha Libre tradition, you know, um, I liked, I followed him even more, uh, after the passing of Eddie Guerrero, uh, Guerrero and, uh, the Royal Rumble match. He was a part of the 2006 Royal Rumble match and how, and he went, him winning and then going to WrestleMania and winning the title. I mean, it was it was a great, great journey to to witness. You
1: really wanted him to win that that match, and then
0: edge of my seat. I was on. I'm serious. The whole entire time through that triple threat match and that Royal Rumble, I was on the edge of my seat. Especially the Royal Rumble. Cause... Well, towards the end of the Royal Rumble, yeah, because I was all like, oh, great, Ray's going in. In the beginning, he's not going to last. That's very long. usually not a good sign. Entering
1: no. it like the first, at it's least the first. It's very rare.
0: Very rare. Um, but then, you know, it got, it got whittled all the way down to Rey Mysterio, Triple H and Randy Orton. I'm like, okay, Ray's still in this, but then again, so it's Triple H, then Triple H gets eliminated. I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm on my edge of my seat. Like, okay, he could pull this off. And then Triple H attacks Rey after getting eliminated. I'm like, well, that's great. That's wonderful. Here's how it's going to go. You're going to have a Rey Mysterio triple a triple H rivalry. Okay, I'm good with that. No, oh my god, he eliminated Randy. He won. <laughs> it was that kind of it it's word for word. You didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And well, then I think Royal Rumble tend to be like that. And then the trip and then the triple threat match at WrestleMania 22, that's kind of how I was too. It was like, "Okay, you got Randy Orton and Kurt Angle. Randy Orton may win and then you may have Rey Mysterio have a feud with him and Rey Mysterio may win it later on, say SummerSlam or something. But, you know, turns out he won the Royal he won the match and won the World Heavyweight Championship. So I've got um I've got Rey Mysterio at number eight. Who do you have at number seven? Oscar. Ah, another oh, you went female wrestler again, okay, why Asuka? Uh the
1: dar- the darker approach now and then uh, that that sort of rivalry on and off, what seems like they're starting to continue again with Bel Air. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see
0: if I remember right. She also does some of the high-flying stuff kind of like Rey Mysterio. Yeah, she brings some of the style from Japan wrestling, uh, what they consider, or what they call strong style, is that style of wrestling from Japan. So you have Lucha Libre from uh, Mexico, and then you got Strong Style from Japan. Okay. Um, My number seven, Becky Lynch. The man. I'm, you know, in the beginning it was like, oh, okay, yeah, steampunk, okay. She had this steampunk kind of uh, gimmick or phase or whatever you want to call it. And it was like, okay, pretty nice, pretty cool. And she was all like, really nice and polite and all that kind of stuff and you know and she could wrestle really well too it wasn't until she had her match with charlotte flair that uh, i believe it was a triple threat match her uh, becky lynch charlotte flair and carmella for the women's believe smackdown title and charlotte flair won and ever and she was and she was you know she was a good guy she was, you know, she wasn't being a bad guy at all. Charlotte wasn't. And neither was Becky. So Charlotte wins and the fans immediately just were like booing Charlotte because it's like we've seen this before. Charlotte on top yet again, you know. She's, we understand, you know, she's Ric Flair's daughter, but, I mean, come on. We I Becky even, had a better shot. And I then, think
1: even Ripley was talking about that, Rhea Ripley.
0: Yeah, but. It was like right then and there, Becky attacks her and Becky's supposed to be supposed to turn out to be the bad guy. No, everybody wanted Charlotte Flair to lose. So here comes Becky Lynch winning and and then her battles is she her battles with Ronda Rousey and then the famous WrestleMania 35 main event was the first time women main evented a WrestleMania uh, pay-per-view and it was the triple threat for both Raw and SmackDown titles where um, Becky ended up earning the name Becky Two Belts because she won both Raw and SmackDown titles and pin- by pinning Ronda Rousey. So she beat the baddest woman on the planet and Charlotte Flair. That said something about Becky Lynch and she's got this toughness about her. And plus, you know, I'm you, you know, you, your uh, heritage, you're somewhat Irish. I'm Irish a little bit too. So, you know, it's that Irish fighting style, you know? So, uh, I've got Becky Lynch at seven. Uh, who do you, who do you have it? You're on seven as well, right? Was. Seven was Oscar. Oh, seven was Oscar. Okay. So, uh going on to number six. Who you got at number six? Alexa Bliss. You're going through a lot of female wrestlers here. Okay. <laughs> Why Alexa Bliss? Well,
1: she was connected to Bray Wyatt, which is also on the list. Not going to tell you where. Okay. Uh Then you had, uh I think Bowling for Soup did a
0: song. Yeah. With her as the title, yeah. And she was in the music video, too. That and was, they filmed it was, here in north texas i mean over you know over in i think like denton or something anyway go ahead uh she can she can wrestle good too uh
1: again the the storyline and then i remember like i think it was uh what was it crown jewel i think was the name of the pay-per-view you had these little snippets where it looked like they were teasing the two somehow being connected again. And then that you had Uncle Howdy oh, come yeah, out. At yeah, some yeah. Point, um, more recently
0: and the, kinda uh, with Uncle Howdy and everything like that. Which I was like I was intrigued, like, oh what's gonna, gonna happen
1: is she, are they gonna are they gonna be rivals? Are they gonna be allies? You really don't know what's gonna happen there. And it's no. kinda hard to predict there.
0: And who knows, they're both and right now both Bray and Alexa are, are haven't been on TV for a while so maybe makes you they wonder what happened well makes you think if they come back the both of them what's going to happen you know okay so that was your number 6 right right okay my number 6 CM Punk I, i'm i'm I, dead serious CM Punk okay
1: most of the guys i got were guys that are still rest, that were wrestling after i start even Cur- you know current guys Bef- and
0: even before too you you got to and again you got to watch his early stuff when he was wrestling early on in wwe and ring of more importantly ring of honor he had classic classic matches with uh kevin kevin ono and um he even had clashes with aj styles but the most famous one he had with was with samoa joe his classic matches with Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. Very very I'm serious, classic great matches there. Um and then of course his the way he works on the microphone too. I, I remember mean,
1: seeing some of the stuff he was talking about in the ring where he was like exposing the company for stuff.
0: Exactly, the 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 in the infamous pipe bomb where he actually broke the fourth wall, you know. He was actually legitimately frustrated. In an interview, he said, all they told me was just go out there and just air your grievance. And apparently they opened the floodgates. They even shut off
1: the mics a few times.
0: Yes, but... And then he backed it up in the ring. I mean, he, cl- he went off and said, he is the best in the world. And he proved it. And then his... Uh, run in AEW. Oh my gosh. It, it, it was like he never left. You know for seven years. His matches with MJF. Oh yeah. The famous dog collar match. My. God. I mean. Again it's like he never left. And his microphone work still. It, I mean. That's why he made my. Top ten at number six. So,
1: I think MJF is another one of those guys that you just love to hate.
0: It, it, yeah, maybe, yeah. All right, whittling down now. We got our top five. So you go ahead with your top five. This might be kind of funny, but uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, okay. How's it funny? Because we were just talking about it. Oh, when I okay, going I see. Okay. Bliss, it's like okay.
1: It's somewhere in there. He's somewhere in there, but <laughs> and then it, and then right next thing. I'm talking about him. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh,
0: why Bray Wyatt?
1: The the presentation of it, you know,
0: it's, there's a certain mystery to it. Okay.
1: Right? Like with LA Knight, you. Yeah. S- <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's like, if you mention Stone Cold, what? It, it happens. Okay. Enough of the impressions. Continue. And I think they even were about to start like
1: this, this thing going on between him and Bobby Lashley. Don't know what happened there. But when he comes back, that would be interesting to see. Cause so I, far, I
0: really would love for Bray Wyatt to come back. Yeah, I really would. And then, I mean, and his brother, Bo Dallas, who is his brother. Um, it would be nice to have them come back, too. And, I mean, really dominate the tag team division, get a good faction going, and that's the dream fantasy faction there. He builds up the, uh, the Firefly house. Fly, Firefly Fly, fun and, house? Yeah. That would be the faction, and you have it up, go up against the Judgment Day. That would be cool. That would be epic. That would be... That's money right there. That... You, you would you got... already... I would be slapping my debit card on the table... You take my shut up and take my money. I'll I'll buy all the merch for it, you know. That that's <laughs>
1: that now that, 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 now that you bring that up, that would be something I wanna see. Just see how it would go, you know. You got especially some of the reactions to it. Exactly. From some from not only fans but the wrestlers too. Yeah. Like how you think Dobb's gonna react. You know, the hardened criminal of the
0: judgment day. <laughs> oh please. Spent a weekend in county for crying out loud! It wasn't prison. Come on, <laughs> really? That whole thing with He'd probably him, be scared him going off, going. I'm hard now. I'm a criminal. Oh, he's a water you don't player. know what it's like in prison, dude. You're in prison for you're in jail, county jail. That isn't nothing. You know, <sighs> you you got you got Mike Tyson going, Susie man. I mean, Charles Manson would be looking at Dominic going, "Really, really? You had you you you're hard now in prison." Granted, he's dead and Charles Manson's dead, but still, and then some of the. Announcer. Did you know? Okay, did you okay? And I know this is kind of going off topic a little bit, but it was in an interview Dominic was asked, "Anyone on the who do you think on the WWE roster? Oh, yeah, that would not survive prison." Roman Reigns. He automatically said Roman Reigns. And I'm like, oh my God, you are. That's not. Are you nuts? Are you. Okay. I've heard of, you know. I I think Roman Reigns would make it. He'd be fine. I mean, come on. The tribal chief and how he runs the bloodline. He'd be fine. He He might end up trying to take the the prison over. I'm about to say he may end up, you know, kicking out the warden. He become the warden but yeah I'm, I'm sorry that was funny okay um uh, going to my number five I've got uh Cody Rhodes now I got Cody Rhodes on number five because I didn't want to put him in the low the low fives I want to put him in the high fives because if I were to build a faction they this would be the the five that I would have okay for a faction uh I, cody rhodes you put a lot of thought
1: into your list i just kinda i just, really did i just kind of got 10 names out of my favorites
0: because i'm as passionate as cody rhodes okay i mean you guys have seen his you guys have watched and heard his promos yeah Ever really, since he got back into WWE, and it's with—I remember we
1: got real invested in that storyline with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, and we really thought he was going to win the title. Oh at my God, was I but, ever
0: so upset! Yeah. I was—I was so invested in this. Like, oh my God, he wins. That's it. You know, to heck with the thousand days. Is you know WWE universal champion or whatever and,
1: and then after that he loses and then now he's got to over here deal with Brock Lesnar
0: I I think he has to battle through a lot of guys to get back into contention as winning the main title
1: well I don't know that now they're both the titles are on different shows I, I think he might try I think going after he'd be better
0: as a world heavyweight he might than he universal. might try
1: going after
0: the uh the, the the like you said the world heavyweight title yeah. now well, the way things were, you know, whenever they started the whole tournament thing, him having the face-off with Seth Rollins in the beginning, it may... He might he might be the next one
1: after Seth Rollins to I get the title. I think so. I think so. If
0: not somebody else. Well, I mean, you got Gunther on that side now, too. So, Gunther, if he loses the IC title any time, he'll go right for the world title. And then on top That's of that, point. you've got other factions trying to rule or run you know monday night raw you've got imperium you've got the and the uh, the judgment day so um what drew me to cody rhodes was his passion and you could feel it every time he talked on the microphone you felt his passion for it and Just take that – remember that Hell in a Cell
1: match with uh, Seth Rollins, right? That that alone. Just working through that injury, and
0: I could not imagine having to do that. uh, No, I couldn't either. But he managed to do it, and um, more respect to him on that. I mean – and that's why he's on my top five. If I were to make a faction of five guys, these five guys that that I present next – well, four guys now – I would that would be who I present on my faction and Cody Rhodes would be right there. Who do you have as uh, number 5? Or did you already say number 5? I I'm, said 5. I'm losing track here. <laughs> okay, who do you have as number 4? Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, why Seth? Well, there's uh, the,
1: he's good at wrestling. I mean, you saw the, so, some of the matches he had at WrestleMania and at a uh, backlash. Mm-hmm. And then you have he just seems to enjoy himself when he comes out. Right, every time. Every time he's and, always and the and the music, always dancing and smiling. Like, it's something
0: to see. And he in in a, I think
1: it's good that he's in contention in that tournament now. Yeah. In the final, the final two.
0: He said in an interview, "It was time for a change." You know, and he wants and I like his intentions. It's change for the better. Yeah. So, um, let's, I guess we'll, we'll see him win at a night of champions. Oh, do you hear a God? I hope so. I really do. Um, my number four is Eddie Guerrero. The late, great Eddie Guerrero. He had passion for, for wrestling too. He, well, yeah, he, him and the, the way he delivered. come from a line of, a wrestling family. Eddie Guerrero a lot longer Cause you know, the story goes with Eddie's dad. He went in to pre- uh, train for boxing, and it turned out to be pro wrestling. And <laughs> the legend grew from there. Um, I liked his in. I I love. I f- you know, I loved Eddie as a wrestler because. And he, he also
1: brought uh lucha libre style to to wrestling. He brought
0: it more attention, yes. And him and Ray Mysterio, the classic Halloween Havoc rivalry they had as well as many other matches they had, but the one in Halloween Havoc was the one that kicked it off and started it all from bell to bell. Great match. Um, You felt his passion too. When he came back, because everybody knows, everybody knows the story of Eddie Guerrero had an addiction to medications and, and drinking born again, Christian and came back to WWE for a second chance and he did not squander it. He fought his way back up to the top, became uh, WWE tag team champions with his with his nephew uh, Chavo, became United States champion whenever they reintroduced the United States Championship and brought it into WWE. Became the you know the first one in WWE anyway. Then of course the story with him getting to uh in a match at no way out with Brock Lesnar that match from bell to bell as well told it was like the perfect culmination of that story and his heart, hard fought fight to get back into WWE it was like you were seeing a whole entire story of redemption in that just in that one match just in that one match alone. And uh, when, it, was, it was a sad thing. I mean, I know exactly where I was when I found out the day that he had passed away. I was getting ready for work and watching the news, as I always do. And they just put it up on the news about him passing away in Minnesota. And I was like, how? No, what? And I was... It was one of those... One of those things, you know, you you don't believe it's true. You think you're in a nightmare or a dream or something and you wanted to wake up. And I I really mourned for him as if he was a a family member because the guy was just coming around. I mean, he was they were saying he uh, Stephanie McMahon was saying he was talking to her about how he's going to he sees himself becoming the world heavyweight champion instead of WWE champ undisputed champion he wanted to go and have this, he wanted to have a match with Batista at WrestleMania and, and beat Batista for the title, you know, for the world heavyweight championship. And I mean, it was really sad to see that happen to him. I mean, something that was out of his control too, uh, was, it was with heart failure. It was, you know, his body that had taken a toll in doing those and doing the, you know, the drug addiction and, uh, you know alcohol it took his to- it took a toll on his body he was about around my age close to my age if not I think uh, a year older than me when he passed away so it was it was a real sad time um, but he, he makes it in my top five if I were to make a faction it would be you know with Eddie at number four uh, so who do you have at number three your top Dexter. three Dexter Dexter Okay, you got Dexter Loomis. Why Dexter?
1: The the, the storyline and presentation between him and the Miz just, it was so, it was funny to see where just, you have this guy just staring and this, and then Miz just terrified. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what to do, just not wanting to be anywhere near him. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I picked that story up towards like the middle of it. Right. <clears throat> but it was still funny to see. Just the back and forth between those two. And then to find out that Miz actually hired him to... It it was kind of faked, you know? Where you had Miz paying him.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah.
1: And 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 then then that backfired on the Miz and then that was funny.
0: Yeah, that was a great... That was so dang hilarious. Just come
1: out of places you wouldn't expect like under the ring during that cage match. That was
0: that was a meme on its own. It was. I mean, just alone right there. Okay. Number four. I have, did I say number four? Or no. Number three. We're on number three. Yeah. Right. Okay. Woo. Um, and I know this, and these were tough decisions for me too. I mean, real tough. And I know a lot of people are probably yelling at me like, Oh my God, why isn't he in your top 10 or anything? This is just. I forgot a few guys because it's like
1: top ten. Yeah. I wanna, with the with some of these, it's like I wanted. I want to put more of these people in here.
0: I do too. I do cause, too so much.
1: Because I know that with some, there's also some funny reactions I could have gotten out of you that would have been funny to see.
0: Okay. Well. Um, see, my number three. It it would have to be. It would have to be the Undertaker. Oh yeah. The 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 story legend of the Undertaker. I mean, thirty years. Thirty years, and I witnessed it all. I witnessed the whole entire career of the Undertaker. From him coming into WWE in 1990, I was I was in kindergarten Oof. when he came into WWE. And just here, two years ago, retires. Pa- I think he even
1: passed... Was- remember that weird whisper thing he did with Bray Wyatt? I think...
0: I th- It was him it was passing like- the torch onto Bray Wyatt. Uh, I yeah. personally think so. Same. And... Don't know what he whispered, but it, it was, kind of, like you said, passing the torch. I don't know. I think he was saying this is your yard now or something to that effect. or.
1: We'll just have to wait till he brings it up later. I don't if it know. Gets uh, no,
0: actually, he was interviewed. Bray Wyatt was, and he says that's something that I'm never gonna say what he said. And it was it wasn't negative. He hinted. He kind of gave us little, little, let us in a little bit on. He said, you know, what he said, it wasn't negative at all. It was very encouraging, and I'm honored in what and what he said to me. So that tells me there he's passing the torch on to Bray now. And I'm real that's why I'm really wanting Bray to come back. And it's much needed now, more than ever. Would uh, he be a
1: free agent or would they have to sign him with one of the shows?
0: If they sign him to a show, I would love for him to go to Raw. Yeah. I don't want to see him on SmackDown. I want to see him on Raw because that seems to be the where everything is like right at. It's the center of WWE's universe, you know. Uh, but yeah, Undertaker at number three for me. So, uh, what about number two for you? Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, I think I got an idea who your number one is now. <laughs> I think I do because, okay, why Stone Cold?
1: It's funny to see some of the stuff he does. He over here stuns somebody. And the I remember at one point it was just over here rapid middle fingers coming from him. Oh, it, yeah. It's 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 funny to see the way he acts. Uh I remember he put on a really good match against Triple H, uh two out of three falls. That, that, yeah, the that's one that another, you
0: mentioned uh last week.
1: That was another one of my favorites there. Okay. Um, he had a he had a good rivalry with a bunch of people. The the Rock, I think Vic Minz Vince McMahon at some point. Uh, Again, like I said, Triple H. Right. Uh, Want to say Bret Hart? Yeah, Bret the Hitman Hart. A lot of other people that he's had good rivalries with.
0: Yeah. Okay. My number two would be Bret Hart. (laughs) Okay. Bret Hart, uh, he was my very first favorite wrestler. When I first started watching wrestling, it was in 1989, I couldn't make heads or tails of what hap- what was going on. Because the, only th- the first thing that stood out in my memory of professional wrestling was the story behind the WrestleMania five main event match between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Only thing I remember is them fighting in the uh, dressing room after uh, Macho Man was like, thrown out of the ring and he was tossed into Miss Elizabeth and Miss Elizabeth was carried to the backstage area by Hulk Hogan leaving Macho Man by himself in the arena and so Macho Man confronts Hulk Hogan saying you know if you wanted to go after me for the title one-on-one and just tell me you know that would be one thing but you taking my uh taking Elizabeth and all this other stuff you know it was it was the mega powers imploding and I witnessed it And I was three at the time, you know? So, um, that was the first thing that stood out in my mind. The second thing was, of course, you know, Ultimate Warrior, which is not on this list. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. You just spoiled the list. No, I didn't. Um, Well, in that case, I know who's going to be your number one, then. You don't know who my number one pick is.
1: It's not Stone Cold, is it? Damn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway... Uh, Bret, Uh, then you know came you know then I remember the Undertaker and everything. But Bret Hart came because he was pure professional wrestling. I mean, if you had someone that was strict wrestling, and he was very little aerial moves. If he did do a dive, it was mostly like Matt wrestling. It, he was, I mean, the most technical wrestler you ever witnessed. You look at his classic battles with Mister um, Perfect at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title. That was textbook Matt wrestling. Classic technician wrestling. Of course his uh, rivalry with Shawn Michaels and the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12 that you mentioned yesterday. That I that I not mentioned yes, in the last episode last well. episode. Um of course his I rivalry don't keep, was... I don't
1: keep too much track of the time.
0: It's okay. Uh, Of course, his rivalry with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Um, the the WrestleMania 13 match, classic there, Uh, his battle at WrestleMania 10, where he had to face Owen, his brother, for the first time, and then later that night, face Yokozuna. uh, Two matches in the same night. Two matches. Well, I mean, he did go through the and he was the first winner of the very first King of the Ring. He was the very first King of the Ring. And he battled more matches than two matches that night. I think it was about three or four, Oof. counting the fi- the fourth one being the finals. So oh, it was a tournament. Mm-hmm. It was okay. a tournament. Okay, yeah. that's different then. Um. So when he said he was he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, he he backed it up. Granted, yeah, he had uh, you know falling out, a real life falling out with Vince McMahon, but you know. I can understand that and but I I I really love his in-mat technical wrestling. You know how we have the the created wrestlers in the video games and everything and I come up you come up you can come up with the moves of your favorite wrestler. My in-mat holds, submissions and mat wrestling, I copy it from Bret Hart and I implement it into that into my uh, created wrestler. Then of course, you know Everything else, you know, comes into there, but yeah, Bret Hart at number two for me. And now for number one for Chris The Rock. The Rock. See, I knew it. I knew it. It was The Rock. <laughs> I got
1: yours too. I <laughs> know you
0: got mine too. Okay, why The Rock?
1: The promos. Uh, it's it's hilarious to watch. So I remember one point there was a something involving a, a microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, the microphone falling apart, and he made it a you know, he, uh, he played it cool.
1: And then you had the microphone cow thing that was funny.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, it, good in the ring too. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, he
1: also had some good rivalries and matches. Now, now,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. great rivalries and match, especially with Stone Cold. That was the greatest rivalry of the Rocks. Ever.
1: Well, I mean, they're both named after, again, the Rock and Stone Cold. Okay, so so, rock, you, so you've
0: got the Rocket Number One favorite Rock match. Can't think of one. Can't not not of right one. off the top of my head, anyway. Okay, all right. Um, well, my number one, Chris probably already knows it. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. <laughs> I told you. No, uh, yeah. Well, sorry th- sp- for okay. spoiling it then. Sorry. I, I watched Stone Cold enter in the WWE when I was younger. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy just really just flipped people off. And then, you know, started swearing up and down, drinking beer. And I was like, this is like an average, everyday guy. And then his, his rivalry with Bret Hart. And then, of course, his great rivalry with The Rock. They had when it came to the WrestleMania matches, they had the best of three and they had three main event WrestleMania matches and Stone Cold beat the rock in two of them and lost the last one at WrestleMania 19, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. Well, actual in, well, not counting the last one he had with Kevin Owens, but, um, you know, it scared a lot of people, too, when he broke his neck and he was out on injury. He and and his and his story, too, the way he he got let go by WCW, how he got fired via FedEx. Yeah. And and if you saw when he got to ECW, he let all that anger out and. And, and everything. Um, then he came to WWE. Ringmaster. And then into Stone Cold. The man is an absolute legend. And he earned the right as Hall of Famer. I, I, I like him. He's like number one in my book. As far as on my top ten. Now I know The Rock is like right there. If I say there had to have been a tie... It would be, t- be between The Rock and Stone Cold because... It's a good
1: thing I wasn't, like, actually ranking mine and just wrote notes I'm, on a list. I'm,
0: and I know a lot of people are like, well, how come The Rock isn't in your list then, Kevin? And it's like, I'm sorry, but... It was you know, a tie It's, it's Some kinda... of these, it was hard. I ended it's... up writing down 20 people. Oh, no. You know, I ended up writing 20 people on my list. And I was like, oh, my God. And I got to whittle this down to 10 And I'm like, I kind of thought it would be more than 20. You should have saw my first list. I'm over here like writing them and then I'm marking them out. I'm like, no, I got to put him in here. And then I'm. I'm, I'm,
1: That's why I didn't make it like a ranking system because that's. I don't know. I haven't thought too much about how much more I like some people over others. I just kind of enjoy watching all of them a lot.
0: Same here. And I mean... And I, that's why and, they're my favorite. And then I've got the classic ones, too. You know, these are... I guess these are honorable mentions, in a way.
1: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, because we didn't do a that's top 20 or top 30. That's but. a lot of honorable mentions, though. I thought your list was good. I think the extended list is at least
0: 30. I want to say at least 30. So, honorable mentions for me. I'm going to be listing classics here. Uh, Macho Lightning Man, Road. Randy Savage... Dusty Rhodes, um, I'm going to say also Mr. Perfect, Jake the Snake Roberts. These are guys during the Golden Era and and everything like that. Um, Because I grew up watching them. And no, I'm not that old, despite what Chris may say. I was born in 86. Come on now. My first birthday was... On the same day Wrestlemania 3 happened. I turned a year old when Hulk Hogan slammed Andre. <laughs> For some of you. Yes. That, that's old. But. Um, I, you know. I've, I've got a lot of legends. As, in my list too. So. Yeah. I don't know about you. But. You may have. And the grit, the list may change. And it may grow over time. Because there's new talent coming in. All the time, you're we're looking at NXT, and it's like wow. And also AEW, we we're looking at AEW too, and there's some that are adding onto the list too, like and some of them are like, like uh,
1: former WWE talents. Yeah,
0: and well, some of them for me, it's like um El, um, El Gino del Vecino. I'm watching that guy, and I'm like, that's Lucha Libre times if I were to quote Dragon Ball Z, over nine thousand, you know. What about the Lucha Brothers? The Lucha Brothers too. God, their cage match with uh I remember you showed me that one. The cage match with the Young Bucks. That one was like epic. So not just Lucha Libre style, just wrestling in general, AEW, I mean and WWE. WWE WWE is also bringing up other talent there are other promotions you watch other promotions and you're starting to see the younger guys really stepping it up and really trying to grasp that that spotlight like hey you know you may be looking at Roman Reigns and his long title reign but look at what I'm doing over here I'm over here actually you know
1: they're trying to earn your acknowledgement rather than demanding
0: it. Exactly. Which is what
1: uh, Triple H was saying about
0: the new champion. Yes. The the new champion would have his acknowledgement (laughs) earned and not demanded. So, okay, well that pretty much wraps up our uh, top 10 list. Alright, so that's pretty much it for, uh, for us this week on the Cross Promo Wrestling Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Feel free to email us or get us get in contact with us on our social media sites. With that said, we're going to go ahead and tap out for this week. So, we got one exciting full week coming up. We got lots of
1: pay-per-views.
0: We got four pay-per-views that we're going to be covering next week, so we're going to have again two separate episodes where we're going to have cover the whole entire week of the results, and another episode, a special edition episode of the Cross Promo Show, where we're going to be covering all four pay-per-views from Impact, WWE, AEW, and NXT. So again, get in touch with us through our email account. Our email is crosspromopod at gmail.com. Feel free to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and we have just recently opened up a page on YouTube, so stay tuned with that. We'll be coming up with new videos here pretty soon. As far as the cross-promo podcast show, I'm Kevin. And I'm Chris. We, we gone. gone. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)